0: That is a good one. So um, routines with working out routines with when you um, work. So creating structure and boundaries around the things that are in your day and making time for your family, making time for the to do's um, making time to think. So I love putting, I block time, and I have a chunk at the beginning and the end of the week just for creativity.
1: Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer, turned CEO, and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Just wanted to mention, this episode was recorded earlier, and as our audience grows, we just wanted to share some of the value from our earlier episodes. Our guest, Kathy Riley, is the CEO and personal wellness specialist at Sharing the Shine. She's a keynote speaker, facilitator, and advocacy specialist. After two decades of advocating for others in the litigation arena, Kathy realized most people, including herself, lacked the faculty to self-advocate. Kathy used her research and fact-finding skills to learn, develop, and master tools to shift her advocacy. Kathy now mentors others on self-advocacy focusing on three critical areas: mind, body, and environment. In her spare time, Kathy can be found paddleboarding, running outside with her puppy, or romping through the hills of Colorado on her horse Bojo. Kathy Riley shares the shine as she spent 20 years using her gifts and talents to support lawyers. She decided to shift and use those gifts for others. Her journey of discovering that the world needed her voice and she wanted to be a role model for her daughter. She shares how she works to empower and encourage others. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30 minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Oh, I'm absolutely honored to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about this journey into entrepreneurship. <laughs> and What, what got you started?
0: <laughs> what got me started? So my background, this is funny, my background is litigation paralegal. So I spent 25 years working for attorneys, working with attorneys, and I realized that that's just not where I wanted to be. I call myself an attorney slave, or uh, yeah, paralegals <laughs> an attorney slave. So I was at their beck and call constantly, and it was um, it's a lot of work. And I was about eight months pregnant. Um, So nice, big poochy belly. And I was working till almost 11 o'clock one night working um, on a motion for summary judgment that I had to get in because we had a really great client that just said, you got to do it today. Um, And so that's when I started thinking about, okay, I need to do something more that's on my own timeline um, because I was becoming a mom. So I started uh, my own business and that was my exit strategy to the law firm. So that's nice. what, 10, 11 years later. So I'm still doing it. <laughs> Woo-hoo.
1: Let's, so let's talk about what you're doing.
0: What am I doing? Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. <laughs> so I'm an author. I'm a best-selling author. Um, I'm a speaker. Um, I'm a mentor or coach. I'm not really sure I call myself a coach. It's more of a mentor um, working with individuals um, on advocacy, self-advocacy is what I'm all about. Um, teaching people to show up for themselves, like they show up for everyone else, oh. focusing on three areas, mind, body, and environment. Um, and the fun one, which is the mind, which is what I call the itty bitty shitty committee. That's our stinking thinking, um, because we get in our own way a lot of times. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm sure you don't know anything about that.
1: Not, not at all. The voice, the voice in our head, the, the belief systems that, and the, the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. All those fun, fun things.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy that um, one of the things that I talk about is if you cannot say out loud what you're saying to yourself, to your grandmother or to your child, You have no business saying it to yourself. I mean, that's the truth. What goes on in here is so harmful. And we don't even know that we're doing it. A lot of it is in our subconscious. And a lot of it is part of the pre-programming from our past. Mm. So the shift is paying attention to what's actually going on in there.
1: Absolutely. Well, and then, and then challenging that voice, right? When when the little voice in our head is saying, oh, no, you can't do that. That'll never work. And, and being able to say, wait, that voice isn't me. I can actually ask, ask that voice questions and I can challenge that voice.
0: Right. So when we pay attention, so it's all about bringing the subconscious to the conscious and thinking about, okay, wait, I'm pausing. I'm hesitating. Why? And then oh yeah, there's that dialogue, time out. No, thank you. I can do this. I can do this. Giddy up. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So obviously bestselling author. So what What has been the impact of, of being an author?
0: Um, It's amazing. It's scary at the same time because it's um, my life story, which has a lot to do with how I crashed and burned. And the lessons that I learned. So each chapter is a lesson, and then the tool um, that I used to get over my hump. Um, so it's been it's it's been a blessing, but it's kind of scary because it's all real. Um, it's all it's all me for being out there for the world. Um, but it's opened up a lot of doors, and um, and I get people telling me that oh you know, I've, I finally had that conversation with my doctor, or I finally stepped into this, or I finally did that. And, you know, I, I paused, I heard that itty bitty shitty committee. And it, I used to say, okay, if I just help one person, my journey was worth it. And then when that happened, I'm like, okay, I think I need to help more. Um, and then just last week, I had a good friend of mine saying, I finally did this. And this is what happened. And now I'm on this path. And I'm like, Yay. That's good for you. Keep it up. Um, so it's been impactful in so many different ways and being able to touch and help other people so that they don't make the same mistakes I made.
1: So good. So obviously you have a passion for your purpose and what helped you to, to find that purpose and, and develop it?
0: Um, so when I crashed, okay, so my story involves a lot of hospital visits. So when I crashed, this was back in 2010, I had four surgeries in five months and I went down and I went down hard and I nearly lost my life. Um, yeah, not, not, I don't recommend it. Don't, (laughs) don't do it. Um, but as I was recovering, my five-year-old daughter brought me dinner and she was just this glowing little girl. And I looked at her and I went, I don't want her to be me. Truly who I am is a product of my my mom and my grandmother and we were really really good at taking care of everybody else. You know and and, and I think there's so many of us that take their plate and make it a platter, right? We fill it with everything. When I was the yes girl and I was the person that got shit done, okay? So a lot of people asked for my help and I was at, at work and at home and at the church and, and all these different places and I never made time for me. I mm. never put me in a as a priority. I always thought, you know if something was going on, oh, it's nothing. You know, oh, I'll worry about that tomorrow. And then I crashed. And I'm like, I want more for my child. And and the only way I know to teach young children is to be their example. So I went to work on me and I started paying attention to my choices. I started working with coaches. I started taking classes. I started reading. I started doing so many things, researching and figuring out, okay, the choices I'm making, are they mine or are they my mom's? And learned how to use my voice and how to show up differently. And it took time and it took a lot of work and it took really owning that uncomfort zone. You know, they they talk about the good stuff happens in the uncomfort zone. When you're comfortable, you're not growing. You've Mm got to be uncomfortable. And as an introvert and somebody who's pretty shy, I had to get out of my own way and figure out how do I show up for me so that my daughter can show up for her. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing started and the book is dedicated to my daughter. It's a written manual to help her. It's a guideline to help her. And it's just sort of morphed into helping more and more people. Hmm. Um, and then I'm so honored to be invited to do things like this that I'm just like, really, you wanna to talk to me? I'm that's like, so this good. is so awesome.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned mentors, coaches, what, what is the value of a mentor? And, and, and then to take it a step further, how do you recommend somebody finding a mentor that, that's gonna meet their
0: needs? Really good question. I do recommend, I'm always working with somebody. Um, The purpose of mentors and coaches is to see things you don't see. You know, we are all in our own world like this. You know, we only know what we know and what is our experience. The first coach that I started working on is just like, you're or working with, I should say, is you're so passionate about this, you're so this, you're so that. And they're like, I see you on a stage. And yeah, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. you're crazy, absolutely insane. I can't even go into a room and network. you know. The, the idea of a 30-second promotional was crazy. And I'm like, you're nuts. And then when I got asked for, to do my first speaking gig, I called him up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So he could see... What I could become before I could, mm, so good. and I, so many coaches out there will do that for you, and surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded, that are driven and are on the same path or a similar path, maybe in a different profession, but still want to do what you want to do with add value wherever it is you want to add value, right? To hang out with them and to be in their their circle so that you influence each other.
1: Yeah. So before you answer the second part, let's talk about borrowed belief and the value yeah. of, of borrowed belief.
0: Yeah. People. Um, so I'm, I'm a faith filled person. So I am somebody who leans aloud on my faith and I put the belief there before the reality. You know, they say that it's like fake it till you're make it. Well, I don't, it's not fake, but it's posture. You know, Posture yourself and believe in yourself like the other people do. Lean on them that they have the faith in you and then you will get there. Mm, Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: So it's a lot. I talk a lot about it and I talk about it in my book. It's about posture and we don't always have it. But if we have the people around us that believe in us, we will then believe in ourselves. It takes some steps, but we'll get there.
1: So good. So how can somebody go about finding a mentor?
0: Um, I would say you talk to your peers. Um, if you are looking for an individual, so I network a lot. So talking to my peers with somebody, it was very easy that I'm looking for this look, um, for events that are happening in your area. If you are somebody that needs to learn to use your voice, um, to do goal setting or whatever the area is, you know, we've got this amazing thing called the Google and <laughs> you can search <laughs> different events. And the people that are offering offering the events are typically people who are um, professionals in that area. And then just start hanging out with them, go where they go. Um, do a little research on them and you'll end up finding them. LinkedIn is a great place to find people in the profession because that is ultimately a professional networking community. Um, And that's how we met. So LinkedIn is great for that. Um, Meet up for different events. Um, I'm part of a couple networking organizations that they're all about um, supporting women in business. So I can pull from there. And then I ask people and then I, st- I stalk them. <laughs> I kind of like, oh, they're going there. So I'm going to go there too, just to kind of get a feel for them. And then eventually you're going to end up having a one-to-one and a conversation. And if it clicks and if it feels right, then you're going to work with them. Mm-hmm. So it's baby steps, but some people jump in, but I'm a baby stepper.
1: <laughs> nice. So obviously those connections Really helped you build your audience over the last ten years. What other tools have you used to to create a following, to to build your tribe?
0: To build my tribe, um, show up, show up at meetings. So I network in different meetings in different communities. Um, I show up. I show up as somebody who is engaged and in my business. Um, I show up on social media. I am doing videos. I still haven't figured out the the TikTok thing and doing that, you know, that thing yet. Um, but I'm doing videos. I'm adding value um, to different areas where people are looking at me like, "Oh, yeah, she does kind of know what she's doing." Um, I attend conferences and meet new people. Um, so I'm I'm getting myself out there in ways that are. Um, all over the place, um, electronically, visually, um, social media, and in person. Um, I love going to uh, business conferences that are about empowerment. Mm. So I will look for those on the Google and, you know, I will attend those. I'm not flying too, too much these days, but um, I love getting out there and just meeting new people. And then my... As you build relationships, the other thing I do is I meet new people, but then I do one-to-ones. So you got to get past just entering a room and talking to people. I build relationships by actually talking and asking questions and saying, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you show up and how do you serve? And who is your ideal client? Because if there's somebody I know, I want to help you um, and connect you to. So being a connector is huge too. So good. Did that answer that question? Absolutely. I felt like I went off on a tangent a little bit there. That's okay.
1: You know what? <laughs> Tangents count. This is not geometry or trigonometry, so it's okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about self care and learning what was necessary to put yourself first.
0: Oh, that I think was the biggest lesson uh, for me, and is still one of the hardest lessons. I think a lot of us out there. They think self-care is selfish. Hmm. I hear that a lot. In fact, especially I was on that- moms,
1: right? I mean, not to interrupt, but really, moms, moms have been taught, and and maybe there's some genetic programming there as well, right? The natural protection thing. I think I think, and especially moms have this responsibility gene that that they've got to make everything right for for hubby, for kiddo, for dog, for cat, and for boss and 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 yeah. and it sounds like that's the world that, that you came from. And so you could speak well to the folks that think that this is this is the way it's supposed to be.
0: I, I you just nailed it. Now I do know a lot of dads that are there too. So the men have it too. Um, but women, we're the nurturers, that is just part of our DNA, and we want to take care. Um, and, and oftentimes when we have to do a timeout, we think it's selfish because we have a list of things. We are always, we always have a list of things that we have to do in our head. You know, we got a, the the dinner, the doctor's appointments, all of this with the kids, functioning in the house. We are always, always thinking about that. Um. So, a way to to one of the tools that I love is, for one, self care is not selfish. So, taking time out to do what we need to do to make ourselves whole is so important. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. That's what I learned. I was giving and giving and giving until I nearly lost my life. And at that point, and I remember clearly that dialogue when I was thinking, oh, this is probably something maybe I do need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, no, you're being a drama queen. No, you don't bother anybody else. I told myself, don't bother anybody else. As I was bleeding out at my home and I'm like, no, we need to stop that because you cannot pour from an empty cup. If you don't take care of you, your body will blow up eventually. It will tell you, no, no, no. I really do need the time out. Whether it's pure exhaustion um, whether something else happens internally or whether the, the memory starts going because you start thinking, okay, I've got all of this going on. What the heck? Now you start missing appointments and things start blowing up and you're like, what the heck? Well, that's that's everything telling you to slow down and make things a priority. Mm, so good. So yeah, self-care yeah. is a priority. You got to make it a priority, put it in your calendar. Figure out what is self-care for you? Is it a massage? Is it reading a book? Is it walking away? Is it a good glass of wine? What is it for you? And make the time.
1: Hmm, so good. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea that, you know, that foggy head, the getting sick by the end of the week, the, the feeling, the, the, the dread, right? I mean, you, you, you end up with anxiety and stress and dread and and that's why I mean, obviously, so many people that live in that cycle are are unhappy, and yeah, and even though they, I think they want to be happy, they long to be happy, but they've they've gotten used to misery, right? They're that yeah. comfort zone you talked about. They're comfortable being miserable, and it's they a terrible don't know place else. to be.
0: What do you do for self care? Oh,
1: I I like to spend time with my wife, so dinner and, and I'm not a wine guy. So, you know, an occasional, an occasional whiskey is, is, is nice, but (laughs) so yeah, we, uh, we definitely love to get away and, and, uh, and hang out, um, spend time with our grandson. We watch him during the week. So he's kind of a, he's our, our, uh, our family entertainment. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: So So those, those date nights are important. Oh, Um.
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, for us to get away and just, just, yeah, just turn off. She's my partner in the business. And so it's an opportunity for us to turn off, uh, turn off business, have a nice meal, you know, check in with each other and see, and see how things are going. Uh, It's, Mm -hmm. those are important times, but we love working together. And so the temptation can be to just, you know, to just keep on working, but we value work and play. And so the two kind of, for us go together. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And play helps you and allows you to do more work. You are more successful at work when you add the play time because you're not exhausted. You know, absolutely. that's that's regenerating all the positivity so that you can have the work life that you want.
1: Well, absolutely. And and in our role, right, as mentors, as coaches, helping other people out of that slush you can get yeah. drawn into their drama. You know, you can get drawn into and feeling, you know, carrying some of their emotions, right? It, it's yeah. uh, I'm not quite empathic, but I'm intuitive enough that that it's almost right. So when I'm helping somebody with their marriage or I'm helping somebody and their, their marriage is suffering and their business is suffering, I carry those. And so I need yeah. the self-care time to, to, let those things go and remind myself that, wait, that's their issue, not mine. (laughs) Right. You know, we're good. And so, so that, that is really important. And I love play and fun. So what do you guys do for play and fun?
0: So, um, we do, do date nights. We try to do it once a week. So that's play and fun. One of the things that I do for me for self care is I have a horse So I have one of those practice marriages that didn't work out too well. Um, So I sold the ring and bought the horse (laughs) and he has been my therapy for over 20 years. And the beautiful thing about um, horses is when you are with your horse, you cannot think about your to-do lists and what you've got going on. You've got this 1800 pound animal that is a big baby and will want to sit in your lap at any given moment, which I don't recommend. Um, So you have to pay attention to their emotion. You pay pay attention to clearly your emotion. You are in constant communication and then you hop on them. And then the goal again is to keep the horse between you and the ground. So it's, Oh, it's a timeout for me. That's when the brain is completely present in a conversation that I'm having with my horse. And it is the most wonderful couple hours that I spend. I do that at least once a week. Hmm. Um, That's wonderful. Working out is another thing that I do. I'm not a very fast runner, but I love what running does for Mm -hmm. my body and for my health. And then when I can get into it, I actually start, the brain starts going into little places that I wouldn't go because everything else kind of falls away. Like the to-do lists and I can come up with titles of books and chapters and things that are going on and, Ooh, I need to do this in my blog and, Oh, this. So it's amazing. Working out is another way, Uh, but. We live in Colorado. Getting outside is so easy to do. And it's beautiful. Although
1: these days right now are so dang short, like <laughs> <laughs> I wake up and it's dark. I, I finish work and it's dark. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's already dark. <laughs> like what on earth is going on? I, I'm not a winter sun kind of guy. I, I love our summers and the summer sun yeah. for sure. <laughs> so let's talk, you mentioned exercise. Let's talk about other routines and how routines have helped.
0: That is a good one. So, um, routines with working out routines with when you, um, work. So creating structure and boundaries around the things that are in your day and making time for your family, making time for the to do's, um, making time to think. So, I love putting, I block time. And I have a chunk at the beginning and the end of the week, just for creativity to say, okay, time out. We're not, we're not like doing tasks, but we're taking it all in. What do I want to see? Where do I want to go? Um, so creating structure and boundary around that mm-hmm. implements a routine so that when weird stuff happens, you're like, Okay. I thought about that and here's my notes and this is what I can think I can do or what I should do. Or I met somebody that, um, d- does a blog. You know, I want to get this, my blog out. I want to get this out. I want to get that out. And somebody, Oh, you know what? This is on my list of things to do. Tell me more about how you do that. And maybe I need to work with you. Um, so creating serious structure around your calendar. Um, I, cause I block time. I didn't like it at first. I try I started it about eight years ago and it probably took me about two years to really embrace it because I'm anal retentive. You know, there's the 25 years litigation paralegal. I get everything organized. And when I put it on my calendar, that's it. I'm like, how can you be flexible? But the reality is when you block time. This is how you think about it. It's okay, okay, okay. Today, I'm going to spend this much time doing this. And if something happens, you're just like, okay, I'll pick it up over here. Or maybe I'll move it to Tuesday. Or maybe I'll do this. But you flow. You continue to flow with your time. But put it down in your calendar. Because what gets put in the calendar gets done.
1: Yes. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing. A different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So let's talk about, I mean, obviously your motivation was your daughter and being a, a great example to her and creating the life that that you wanted her to see. So as an entrepreneur, how, how do you design your business around
0: your family? Oh, well, that's a good question, especially for uh, a mom. So she's 16. So we're still dropping her off, although she did just get her driver's license. Um, But, you know, she plays sports and all of this. So that's, again, where the time blocking comes in. I'm my own boss. So I kind of put things around Um, when we were looking at times for you and I to meet. I made sure it was after the time that I pick up my daughter from school. Um, There are days where I will be having conversations with people after dinner because it works for their family. And, okay, I'll spend a little time doing that, too. Um, So being an entrepreneur has really allowed me to have more life. As soon as I owned my calendar and I created boundaries, so many doors started opening up Um, and it allowed me again to be my own advocate. You know, I do what I do for my family. And there's a lot of us that do that. But if you're working so hard and you're not spending time with your family, really, what are you doing this for?
1: They get confused.
0: It does. And you want to provide. But providing is more than just money. Presence. Providing is also you.
1: Yeah. Presence means a lot. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something really good. Obviously, in there is is Character. Right and obviously, you had to make the choice to own, own your calendar, uh, take responsibility for Kathy. Um, yeah, let's talk about character and helping people develop that that character of uh, basically taking one hundred percent responsibility for their presence
0: on this planet. Oh, that's juicy, <laughs> and that's that's basically a reality check, and it's. You know, it's a stumbling block for a lot of people. They don't really, they struggle with it because they don't want to admit that they're struggling or they don't want to get uncomfortable. Um, In order to have something different, you have to do something different. And doing something different doesn't make people feel good. So owning the fact that people that want change need to be uncomfortable is the first step Hmm. is really, you've got to be ready. You've got, you've got to want to make change. You've got to be ready to be uncomfortable. Just a little bit, one step at a time.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, Mel Robbins talks about right motivation and, and she's, she's big on saying, you know, motivation is, is baloney, right? It just doesn't exist because our brain wants us to stay comfortable. Our brain wants us to stay safe and and as far as the brain is concerned, as soon as you step off that couch, you're gonna get eaten by a lion. And uh-huh. so the brain is gonna stop you and say, ah, sit back on the couch, it's safer. Right. But then sitting on the couch is what you're gonna get. <laughs> and so Yes.
0: Is that so really where you want to be?
1: Being being uncomfortable doesn't doesn't and I, and the reality is you gotta ask yourself, if I get off this couch and I make a live Facebook Live or I step onto this stage, am I really gonna get eaten by the lion? I mean, is that really going to happen at this stage?
0: (laughs) And that's it. Think about what's the worst thing that can happen. Okay. I'm going live on Facebook. What's the worst thing that can happen? Check out some of the Facebook reels. You will see some of those ideas. And is everybody alive? Is everybody happy? Is everybody healthy? And do we have a good laugh?
1: And those people are making money now. Like they're paying people when they get over a million views on a reel, and they're like, they're like making bank off, off these silly videos. So yeah, we ought to get. We need to be on video. Yes,
0: we (laughs) all should be on video because there's some crazy stuff that happens. (laughs) But it happens to us all. But it's just, it's not. um, I I read this the other day. There's a phrase that says progress, not perfection. Right. I like it better that it's progress and practice because the reality is there is no perfection. That's not attainable because there there's no perfect person. There's no perfect presentation. There's no perfect hair. Sorry, you know there's no perfect anything. Is that a ball joke? Wait, you got it. (laughs) But it is practice. So it progress and practice, and that's all we're doing in life. Every day is practice for what for tomorrow.
1: And if you make the choice to just be a little bit better each day, imagine how far you can get. Right. And that's, what's so great about, I think entrepreneurs that figure out the, the success formula is take action and correct, take action and correct. And that's really all we're doing is, is we're willing to step out. Whoa. That didn't go right. Make a yeah. correction and do it again, right? And and you figure it out. And what happens is so many people take that first step and say, "Oh, that didn't work," and they quit because yeah. they're scared or they're. Um, I related. I I've, I've learned a second language as an adult, and and so much of this relates to that same that same process. And it's embarrassing to make mistakes, but the only way you're going to get your language correct is to use it. And and you have to use it and get laughed at and get um, and thankfully I wasn't learning it in this country and learning it in another country. And the people are far more forgiving and far more gracious than Americans typically are when it comes to language. Yeah. And, and so I learned a lot. For me, I learned a lot. And I'm a lot more gracious with folks that are here living and working 60 hours a week and trying to, you know, learn English. And so
0: <laughs> but uh, it, it
1: it can be hard. You gotta be willing. You got to be willing to get laughed at, and I think I think the willingness to laugh at yourself and say, "Well, whew, that didn't go how we wanted. <laughs> let's do let's do something different."
0: One what of my first it? first lessons about so I don't say failure. That you don't fail. You you learn a lesson, and one of what I one of the hardest things for me was to fail my first marriage mm. um it just i i didn't want to be a divorced person i didn't go into it that way and it took me shifting that to say that's why i call it my practice marriage now because i learned a lot i learned so much and i wouldn't be where i am today without going through all of that and so i am a better person for having gone through that it wasn't fun but they were lots of lessons. And that's what we got to remember is we cannot get better without the lessons. Um, wasn't it Edison with his quote is how many times it took him to make the, um, the light bulb? I just I didn't fail. I just found 100 different ways not to do it.
1: Yeah. And it was thousands of ways not to do it, right? Thousands of ways that didn't work. And that's because he had a scientific approach. And so, as a scientist, the hypothesis—it isn't a failure. It just—it just confirms that your hypothesis was either right or wrong, which is what you know. Having that scientific approach and being okay with something not working how you expected it to or thought it would, um, and and I think the big challenge is so many people are in pr- planning mode and preparation mode, and and they're afraid to try it, and all the planning and preparation just doesn't doesn't cut the mustard until you, uh-huh. until you take action. It's like learn to, learning to ski in your living room. I mean, you can, you can slalom and do all these things in your living room and hop and jump and, and do all these things with skis. But until you're on the snow, you have no idea how those things are working.
0: <laughs> you exactly. can't learn to ski
1: unless you're on the snow taking action. And, and I think that's what entrepreneurs that are successful, figure that out. And, and they're okay with, like, I know folks that have, you know, built million dollar businesses and lost them and they're okay yeah. because they know, look, I did it once, right? Like once you, once you've crossed that threshold, you're like, whatever. All right. That didn't work. That was a big boo-boo. <laughs> we lost a million dollars <laughs> and they just go do it again.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, and that's, that's the great thing about taking action and, and being okay, just figuring it out as you go, right? This, this is a journey and they're, there is no destination. there is no arrival. There, none of us have arrived. There's no yes. place to arrive to. And so
0: just even enjoy the big the names, curtain. the big names that are out there, Oprah, you know all of these people, they're still figuring it out. Say what's the next step? So they're you're right. It's a journey. It's not a destination. We will never get there. the The one destination that we will all get to is six feet underground. That's the one destination. We'll all get to. So, forget about that. We're not going there anytime soon. Let's think about the journey and what can we do today. Hmm.
1: So good. Well, and what is the legacy we want to leave?
0: Right? Yeah.
1: For you, that's what changed everything. And and I think for a lot of folks, legacy can be their why, yeah. whether whether it's their family and and the the impact they want to have for their children, or the legacy they want to leave for the charity that matters to them the most. And. And being able to to make an impact in the world, not just with their presence, but even after they're six feet under, they can have an impact. And that's a choice that we need to make and be motivated by and be driven by.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to fear. And there's a lot of us that struggle with the fear. I mean, we're getting ready to get ready, to be ready, to all of this And yet that fear is kind of holding us back. And it's kind of like, like I'm a mom having kids. Are you ever ready for kids? No. You're not. There's no one I could ever say that I've ever met that is ever ready for kids. There's not even
1: a good book to tell you how to to deal with (laughs) it. And I read a lot of them. We we did too. And and guess what? You figure it out as you go. You know, that didn't work. Oh, I just dropped him on his head. Well, that's not good. He's okay. (laughs) Kids are are almost as resilient as puppies. Like (laughs) they'll come back for more.
0: (laughs) So that's one of the first things I taught my side note. I taught my daughter when she was little is when she falls, because I'm one of those people that laughs at, at other people crashes and stuff. And I, I I know this about myself. So I taught her that unless she's hurt, she jumped up to say, I'm Okay. So she'll fall. She would do this in the middle, the parking or the, not the parking lot, the playground. And she, oh, I'm okay. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> and then I'd laugh. Nice. Oh, That's
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, and, and so often you watch kids all the time and they splat and they get up and they're okay. And then they look at mom and mom's freaked out. And then they freak out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's actually a delay in there and, and the kids are looking to their mom for, Oh, how am I supposed Uh-oh. to react to this? And And so often you can, you can help them through that by saying, no, it's okay. You know, Good it's just, job. Like, just like when they're learning to walk, right? So much of this is, is, is a metaphor to that. Yes. Yeah. Kids. And I think that's why Jesus ta- tells us to be like the children because yeah. the children learn to walk and they fall down and mom and dad don't just say, Oh, you better give up. We're just going to put you in a chair with wheels on it and you're never going to walk. You've already fallen. It's over. But as yeah. adults, as adults, we fall and we're like, oh, it's over. I, I quit. <laughs> and and that's crazy because it is. we need to be like children and we need to be willing to, you know what, fall down, get it on, get it on video and put a Facebook reel out there because people are going to watch it and laugh at it and enjoy it. And so why not enjoy it and, and figure it out? So I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where the itty bitty shitty committee comes in. And we're we're we're. We're we're programmed from before that that that's gonna fail. We don't wanna look this, we don't wanna look like that, and we don't we don't wanna and and we talk to ourselves and talk ourselves out of things. But when we're five, we like look at that bike and that ramp and they're like, I can do this. I'm gonna do this. We don't, and we crash, and we're like, I'm gonna try it again. I'll change this up. We go. So yeah, acting like a five-year-old again. And just letting it go. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned your faith. Let's let's talk about gratitude and and the value of gratitude and making making that shift.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't be unhappy in gratitude. <laughs> no matter, excuse my French. No matter the shit show, there is something you can find to be grateful for. When I was at my worst and I was in the hospital, I still had my daughter mm. and I had my husband and I just and it didn't matter what my business was doing or what car I was driving or how much money went in the bank. I got to have another day and then guess what? I woke up the next day too mm. and I woke up the day after and I'm like, man, I'm I'm lucky to be here and we as as especially in our society we need to own that every day is a gift. Mm. What are we going to do with it? It's it's truly a gift so i i that's the first thing i say to myself every morning is all right thank you. I got another one. What am i going to do today? You know, it's it really for me, I needed to hit my rock bottom. And now I tell my story because I don't want other people to hit that rock bottom before they realize all the blessings in their life. Hmm. Every day you've got something, no matter what happens, there's always something good that comes out of it. COVID with COVID and all this lockdown and all of that, I've actually got a stronger relationship with my husband. He drove me nuts for a few months, <laughs> but we figured out how to be in the same house and work together. And our relationship is even stronger. We're communicating better now than we ever have. Um, so it's, there's always a silver lining. There's, <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta pay attention mm. and, and live in gratitude. Mm. You'll find it. If you look, you will find it.
1: Well, and it, and it changes everything, especially if you start your day that way, right? It sets you yeah. up for happiness. It sets you up for um, a, a positive outlook versus, you know, getting filled with all the negative and the news and the, the all the drama. And I mean, everybody wants to be in the drama club and everybody wants yeah. to, to share all the negatives. And, and you know, we we don't watch the news. We don't we don't, check I don't either we don't we have no reason for that input in our lives I choose gratitude I choose positive I choose the books that I read in the morning and and the inputs right because our brains yeah. are like a computer and and the old software saying is garbage in garbage out and and the news is drama because they want you to watch to get the commercials paid for that's all it is it's no yeah. longer uh it's not the same as it was when we were growing up so so you don't need to add that drama to your life. And, and you can choose, choose the inputs that you put on, but it starts with your own voice. What, what is your own yeah. voice telling you? What is your own voice saying about you and about the world and about, about your place in it? And setting yourself up with gratitude and the things that you're grateful for just gives yeah. that voice a positive strength mm-hmm. to start the day.
0: You will find so much more happiness Every day, if you are constantly thinking about gratitude, Um, one of the things people can do is a gratitude journal. Mm. And it's um, whether it's, you know, how you start your day, how you end your day, or just in the middle of the day, find three things to be grateful for.
1: Mm, So good.
0: And, and just pause and reflect because I can guarantee you will find three things to be grateful for.
1: Oh, you should be able to find a hundred. And every day I, you
0: find a hundred more. I know. I know. Start with three though. Some people are like, eh, and oh. I'm like, man, I got these pants on. I haven't worn them in a year. Yes. I mean they right,
1: fit. You just said alive, alive and breathing, and like right away, we got three. I my eyes opened. I took a breath and I'm awake and I can stand up out of my I can I can get out of my yeah. bed without hurting myself. That's that's a lot right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You mentioned your husband a few times. Let's talk about what's your most memorable date.
0: Oh, my Prince Charming. So I call him my Prince Charming. Most memorable. So here's the story I will tell you. This is how we started dating. This is the one that we we have a tendency to to talk about because it's kind of funny. So um, we used to work together. So we didn't work. We worked in the same office, but not in the same. So he's an attorney, I'm a paralegal. And so the office started figuring out that I was going through the divorce because I wasn't wearing the ring. I had to change of address and all of this stuff was going on. So a bit of a drama in my life. Um, and it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and my, um, I get my braces off. So here I am, you know, 30 something going through a divorce, you know, he left me, um, and I have metal mouth, right? So my self-esteem is way up there, right? So I've got my braces off. I'm happy Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I've got no family in town. So I send out, I was the coordinator for a happy hour in the office because I, I I'm, I'm the one that does that, right? So instead of, usually we did Thursday afternoon club, TAC, um, but because Thursday was Thanksgiving, we had crack. So sent that out and, two people uh, agree to go to the happy hour. So one was the receptionist and the other was my Prince Charming. So we get there and she is just grilling me a question after question after question after question about what's going on. And so, cause I'm no longer wearing my ring and all this and Prince Charming, whoosh, so he's like drinking, watching the, the TV. I don't know what game was on. He's just completely over and she's like, well, I got to go cause Thanksgiving and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hang out here. Um, because I wanted to be around people. I was going to an empty home and he's like, well, and wine, uh, people and wine. <laughs> oh, it was a brewery. So we were drinking some yummy beer, there we go. but it, he's like, well, I'll hang out with you. And all of a sudden he like, okay, she's not wearing your ring. So starts asking some of these questions and he's like, oh, and, and he was single at the time. Um, so we just start chatting and uh, we talk about West Wing. Okay, it was one of my favorite shows at the time. So this is 20 years ago, right? And my apartment was right near there. And I said, do you want to come over and watch West Wing? Now, mind you, I had been married for four years, 11 years together with my husband, had no idea what I was saying. And I was like, he just turned and goes, check. And I'm like, what did I just do? I just invited a man to my apartment.
1: But at least, at least he's not some random stranger, right? Like he's at least,
0: (laughs) I mean, I've known him for over a year, but I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What did I just do? And it was, hilarious and and he wanted to do that purposely because he was trying to make me feel uncomfortable which worked so um the great thing though is as we were driving um back to my apartment he was following me um my cell phone that was probably this big at the time rings and it's my husband and my current husband my ex-husband and he's like um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is all, you know, um, hoochie who I lovingly call her hoochie. Yeah. It's not working out with her. I I want to, let's just pause the divorce. And I'm like, well, let's talk about this later. Let's talk. He's like, no, I want to come over. I'm like, no, I don't want you to come over. And he's like, I want to come over. And I said, I don't want to have this conversation. I'm busy. He's like, what are you on a date? I'm like, yes, I am. Click. And I'm like, Yes. So my Prince Charming saved my bacon on so many levels that day. Um, And we've been together ever since he is just, he makes me laugh. Um, He keeps me on my toes. He's adorable. And every now and then, even though, you know, he is an attorney, he used tools. So he's pretty sexy when he starts using those power tools.
1: All right. (laughs) So, So what does your family love to do either in your free time or your favorite family dinner?
0: Favorite family dinner, free time. Let's see. What do we, Oh, we do love, we're big on Marvel movies. Mm. We love going to watch those. Um, it's just, we love comedies. We love smiling and laughing together. So that's one of our big things. Um, I'm trying to think of, okay, so what our favorite meal though, and this does, I don't make this very often is, um, one of my family traditions is pork and dumplings. So it's a pork roast and it's these potato dumplings. There's very little healthy about it. Although I do use half cauliflower, half potato, but it is one of the most warm comfort foods. And we just sit there and go, Oh, so that's that's a fun
1: fact. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's great. So what inspires Kathy?
0: What inspires? That's a good question. There's so many things, but mostly it is other people's accomplishments. It's other people celebrating joys. It's seeing other people thrive. Hmm. I love that gets me on fire when I see other people hitting that mark, doing things that they wouldn't normally do that inspires me more than anything else. Um, outside of my daughter. Okay. So my daughter is something that absolutely inspires me. She's just, she's so smart and she just thinks big picture. You know, she's 16. She's a sophomore. But she thinks big picture. And some of the, the things she writes about and thinks about – my husband and I look at each other like, really? Like, he gets it, she gets it from you. No, she gets it from you. And I'm like, I don't know where she gets it. She's just a beautiful, beautiful soul.
1: Hmm. Nice. That's awesome. <clears throat> so what is what is your big dream?
0: My big dream? my big, big, big dream. I want to go on Oprah. Nice. I want to share this message and make people laugh on Oprah. Oh, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's That's my big one.
0: It it could happen. Uh, It could happen. No, no. I'm putting it it out there.
1: It will, will happen. It will happen. There you go.
0: (laughs) I'm putting it out there. Oprah, I love you. I love everything that you do. You are like the epitome of positive. So
1: (laughs) absolutely. Mm -hmm. that's fantastic well now she's got her home channel so she's got to have some time slots to fill yes (laughs) i'm available i will come there (laughs) that's right just tell me where i'll show up (laughs) absolutely well this has been fantastic so you've sit across from a young entrepreneur you guys have just had wine together after hours you know networking and you want to leave with kathy's words of wisdom what would you share
0: Oh, ooh. um, you know, the decisions that you need to make, you know, it, just do it.
1: Love it. That's fantastic. Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time today, sharing your story, sharing, uh, such great wisdom. I certainly appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was so much fun. My face hurts from laughing.
1: This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So, to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is. And start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Robert and Noel have a wonderful conversation with Tom Ziegler the CEO of the Ziegler Corporation, where they continue to carry on the legacy of his father, Zig.
0: The Ziegler brand is more relevant today than ever. Ziegler has exceeded 5 million likes on Facebook, and The Ziegler Show has become one of the top-ranked business podcasts.
1: The world is hungry for inspiration, motivation, and hope. With Tom's innovation, Ziegler has become the go-to resource.